Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast Radio. Good morning, how are you? I'm Grand Nile, and, and listen, look, we were actually talking about this yesterday, and I said I was sitting in the car up in Carlow, close to SETU Carlow on Saturday, and next thing I looked up in the sky, and there were not just hundreds, but thousands of starlings above me, and I said, what is this? So can you tell us, what is it? What is a murmuration? So it, it, it's a really spectacular event. It's when the starlings, these, these, these small dark birds, um, in winter evenings, just before they go to sleep, they gather together in these enormous flocks and then just start wheeling around in the sky for, it could be, depending on the weather, it could be for a few minutes or, or half an hour or more. And um, what, as that goes on, they're, they're calling all the time, draws more and more starlings in until it builds up to a big number. And then they almost, they stop behaving like single individuals. It's almost like one organism behaving you know, with a mind of its own. No individual birds seems to be in charge, no, um, you know, they don't collide with each other, they're swooping and swirling all over the sky. It's like, like wisps of smoke, uh, and it's a beautiful thing to look at. It's also a beautiful sound as well, so it's an amazing rush of wings. It can sound almost like a jet engine, there's so many wings beating together. Um, so once, once you see it, you, you never forget it. It's, it's absolutely breathtaking. And why are they doing it? What's the reason behind well, it? That, yeah. A good question. Um, nobody's so 100% sure why they do it, because it would seem to be using a lot of energy. Um, so from that point of view, you know, you think they'd be wanting to conserve energy. But it must be important to them. Part of it seems to be um, that there's, there's safety in numbers. These are small birds. They're quite vulnerable to predators like hawks and falcons and so on. So um, if, you have, if, if you have thousands of pairs of eyes looking out for danger, you're much more likely to spot it. Now, if that predator then does arrive, I mean, there's not much you can do about it, but the fact is that if you're one of thousands, it's much more likely that it'll be your neighbour that's grabbed and becomes dinner than, than you are. So your, your odds are you'll survive. It's also thought it could be a way for the starlings to judge each other's fitness to see who is uh, fed the best during that day because they will travel long distances out to feed in the mornings and then come back for the Roots. They could go many kilometres to do that. So these birds might not see each other all day. But if they can see one of their neighbours has fed well that day, they're thinking, well, if I sleep beside that bird, in the morning it'll fly back to where that good food was and I can follow it and find where the food is. So they're, 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 they're the theories behind it. Nobody's quite sure. Right. I mean, the, the times and locations, as I said, it was five o'clock Saturday afternoon in Carlo for me. Is there any significance in the timings? Maybe the listeners who it text me from Timon and those places might tell me what time of day it was too. Yes, it's always it's always roughly around sunset. So um, you know, it depends on the weather, depends on the level of cloud colour and how cover and how bright the sky is. But it's when the light is starting to fade that's when they gather to do this, and it's something to do as a precursor before they go to sleep. So you'll you'll only see it in the latter part of the daylight hours. Uh, and um, you know, if, if there's um, if there's a lot of cloud cover, it'll be a bit darker, so it'll probably happen a little bit earlier. And if it's cloudless and therefore brighter, and then it might happen a little bit later. But around this time of year, around. 4.35, that kind of time is when you, when you see this. It could be any time from 3.30 on, I suppose, though, depending on the, on, the, on the weather and condition at the time. The picture you're painting of the communication between the starlings is absolutely fascinating. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I'm, I'm really enthused by that. What are you talking about, the communication between the starlings? Yeah, and we, don't, we still don't fully understand it, but there have been some studies done with, um, with, with slow-motion cameras and so on within these flocks, and it seems that each starling is very highly attuned to the movement of the seven close Closest birds to it, so somehow it's monitoring the birds that the seven birds are closest to it, and when they make an adjustment in direction or speed. 
and it can respond in literally in microseconds, far faster than human reaction time could be. So it seems they have amazing reaction time, and this means that they can sort of freewheel around in the sky without colliding with each other, even though they might just be flying millimetres apart. They're not colliding with each other. They're swooping all over the place. There's never any incidents. They don't hit the ground. And then what happens is, you know, when the display gets bigger and bigger, you get thousands of these birds doing it together. Sometimes hundreds of thousands in, in, in very good conditions. Uh, and then all of a sudden, on some, you know, unknown signal, they just suddenly stop. They drop out of the sky and land in the trees or in reed beds or wherever they're going to sleep for the night, and it's become completely silent. And, that, and then the silence is deafening. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, the, the, it's, it's so loud before that, and all of a sudden, just a, you know, with a click of fingers, it just stops completely. Right. It's, quite, it's quite astonishing. How can enthusiasts observe and appreciate the starting murmurations here in County Wexford? Where best to, to go, do you think, Niall? Well, they're quite ephemeral phenomena, so you can't guarantee where they'll always be. I know I have several times I've seen them over Wexford Town itself, so they're, they're, it's a sort of medium-sized murmuration. You often see them there um, just over the water, um, sometimes near the bridge, just going going round and, and flying in the sky there. Um, but what we actually have in Burdockstrand, we're running um, an Irish Starling Murmuration Survey at the moment, and we're asking people to report sightings of murmurations to us. And as part of that, there's actually a, a clickable map where you can see the sightings that have been reported recently, along with uh, your details of location. The, t- the date, the time of day, and the estimated number of birds involved. So that's a good way to work out um, where they've been seen you know, recently. And the chances are if there's been a murmuration seen in an area over the last couple of days, they'll probably still be in the area. Can't guarantee it, but um, it's worth checking out. So if you go to birdatron.ie right. and look for our Irish Starling Murmuration Survey there, you'll find all the details. And please report your own sightings to us as well. It's, a, it's an incredible story, and thank you for sharing it with us and giving us the background to it. And we will definitely podcast the piece where you just, uh, you've come on live with me this morning. Any other advice you'd like to give for people to best enjoy this and the reason behind it? Well, absolutely. So I, I would encourage everybody at least once to try get out to see it because it really is breathtaking. It leads people to a whole new understanding of nature uh, because it really is one of the most beautiful sights in, in all of the world, I would say. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And you're looking basically for, for, for a calm evening and if ideally not raining. That'll affect them. Low, very little to no wind. That, that, that makes for better spectacle. Uh, and then there's patience, I suppose. They will travel over large areas. So these flocks will wheel over several kilometres when they're flying. So if they're distant, we only see them distant be patient and they may well come closer to you as, as, the, as time goes on uh, and, uh, and do keep an eye on spread the word and it's great especially for children to see it as well because it's something that stays with them for life Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Southeast Radio